Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Nahum, chapter number one. Nahum. That's one of the minor prophets, one of the small prophet books toward the end of the Old Testament. Nahum chapter 1. Amen. And verse number 3. Just going to read a portion of that verse. Nahum 1 verse 3. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Praise God. And I want to preach on the subject, the Lord has a way in the storm. The Lord has a way in the storm. You know, there are many different types of storms that affect this world. Talk about natural storms, weather patterns. And depending on where you live, uh, you are affected by one or more of these types of storms. Amen. Lightning storms and thunderstorms. There's hail storms. There's ice storms. Amen. There's snowstorms and there's blizzards. And those happen primarily up in the northern states. There's monsoons and flash floods. And if you live in Arizona in, in the summertime, you understand what those are. There's tornadoes if you're in the Midwest area. Amen. Tropical storms and hurricanes in the southern Gulf states. And of course, a devastating hurricane that just came through. Amen. And we need to keep praying for all the victims of that area as well. And then there's a storm that we haven't heard much about, but recently one hit Iowa, and it's called a derecho storm. Amen. Which is similar to a hurricane, but it can happen inland. It doesn't have to have any kind of a body of water around it to ga- gather steam and it uh, can be as devastating as a hurricane amen some can be predicted and others hit with little or no warning storms are no respecter of persons everybody is affected by storms but the bible said jesus said matthew 5:45 he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust you see when it, when it rains everybody is going to get wet and when there are high winds, everybody is going to have a ton of leaves and pine needles in their yard and on their, on their porch or items in their back patio area blown over. Amen. When sun is bright and the day is hot, everybody is going to sweat and everybody needs to drink a little more water. There's nowhere you can live on this earth where uh, and nothing you can do to prevent storms to happening in your life. Now, there are natural weather-related storms, as I just mentioned, and then there are the storms that we experience in our lives. And regardless of who you are and how you live your life, storms will come your way. Jesus mentioned in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. 
and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. You see this parable, there were two different people who built two their houses on two different foundations. But notice the common denominator. The storm was exactly the same. The storm, the same storm hit the, the wise man as the same storm that hit the foolish man. Amen. What was the difference? Praise God. That same storm, it was described with the exact same wording. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. What was the difference? It was the foundation. It was how the person built their house. So storms are going to come. We can't stop them. Amen. But where? how are you building your house? What you're building your house on? What are you building your hopes on? What are you trusting in today? Amen. That's what's going to help you through the storm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The storm came to the wise man nonetheless. But because of his firm foundation... Amen. It was intact when the, when the dust settled and it was in good shape. Amen. And when our lives are built on the rock, Jesus Christ, yes. we're going to be just fine. Praise yes. God. I'm not saying, amen, that our hair's not going to get messed up. I'm not saying that we're not going to go through some things. Praise God. But I'm telling you, when your house is built on Jesus Christ, when your spiritual life is built on Jesus, you'll be able to weather every storm that comes your way. Amen. Jesus Christ is a sure foundation on which to build. He needs to be the chief cornerstone in our lives. And you know, in building, in architecture, amen, the chief cornerstone, amen, was to keep the walls together so that the building didn't fall apart. It was an integral part, uh, amen, of the foundation and the building surviving and making it through any kind of weather patterns. Amen. If you feel like your life's falling apart this morning, then allow Jesus to be your chief cornerstone. Allow Jesus to be your sure foundation and he'll put it all back together for you. And just trust in him. It might take a little time, but he'll do it, praise God. He will help you withstand any storm that comes your way. Now storms come our way for a variety of reasons. Some we have no control over, and others we bring on ourselves because of our choices. The story of Jonah is an example of bringing a storm on yourself. Instead of obeying the command of God and going to Nineveh, which is due north or, or of where he lived, he got on a boat bound for a place called Tarshish, which was, which was by way of the Mediterranean Sea and was located 3,000 miles west of him in what we now know as modern-day Spain. Instead of going north to Nineveh, he took the boat from Joppa and he went west. Amen. Why did he do that? When you read Jonah chapter 1, all you see is God called him to go to, to Nineveh and he get out, got on the boat and went the other way. It, don't give a re it doesn't give a reason in chapter 1. What was it? Nineveh's terrible reputation of mistreating and torturing and even executing prophets. You know, that's been some, uh, some people's uh, thoughts about it, but that's not what it says in chapter 1. Amen. But chapter 4 tells us why Jonah 
didn't want to go. Praise God. You see, Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrians had caused major grief to Israel in countless wars and sieges and inflicted untold terror and misery to the children of Israel for many years. Amen. The book of Naaman, uh, Nahum uh, chapter 3 describes in great detail the wickedness of this city. It was a vile city. It was full of idolatry. It was full of sorcery and witchcraft. It was called the bloody city because of all who were senselessly, senselessly murdered there. Needless to say, there was no love lost between Jonah and Nineveh. Amen. Oh, he didn't mind going and preaching. Hey, you better, you better go watch out because God's going to destroy this city. That was the message. But you see, Jonah knew that God had a merciful heart. Jonah chapter 4, verse 2. This is why Jonah didn't go. Didn't I say, this is Jonah talking, didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful, compassionate God, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. In other words, Jonah was saying, the reason I did not obey your command, amen, because I knew that after I preached to them, if they repented of their wickedness, that you would change your mind and not destroy them. Now, I know, Jonah, that wasn't a right spirit for him to have. That wasn't a right way of thinking. Amen. But because of Jonah's disobedience, he brought the storm on himself. He got on that boat to Tarshish, and it wasn't long before God sent a storm tailor-made for him. All the people on that boat were going nuts. They were throwing things over, trying to lighten the load, bailing water. They were going down, and Jonah's just sleeping in the boat. Amen. They woke him up and said, hey, we're all calling on our gods. You need to call on your God. And he said, you know what, I know why this is happening. Because, and then they, he told the story, and they finally, they, reluctantly, they didn't even want to do it, but he said, the only way to get rid of this storm is throw me overboard. And so Jonah was thrown overboard, and he went from the storm, from the frying pan to the fire, amen, because when he got in the boat, out of the boat, amen, the storm ceased, but he was swallowed by the whale that was prepared by God. Amen. Amen. Disobedience to the command and will of God will bring unnecessary storms to our lives. Amen. But even then, God is merciful. And he will rescue us from the storms of our own making if he, if he will ask him to. Amen. He wants us to learn from him, but he'll rescue us from him. And after three days in the whale's belly, there was a more humble Jonah. There was a more obedient Jonah. There was a Jonah that was repenting. Amen. And asked God to take this storm away from him. Amen. And God did it. Praise Thank God. You, Jesus. Praise God. Some storms come our way in order to test our faith. Amen. The Bible said in Luke chapter 8, verse 22, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he, uh, being Jesus, went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, Let us go unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And there were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And when they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? 
And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Praise God. Let me tell you something, folks. Amen. Our God commands the winds and the water. Our God commands the dark clouds that come your way. Our God is the ruler of the storm. He has his way in the storm. He has a way in the storm. Amen. Jesus being asleep when the storm hit that boat, I believe, was no accident. There are no accidents with God. Amen. Because it was as soon as he went to sleep that the storm came. Amen. He was testing their faith. He said, where is your faith? He, 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 in other words, are, do you have more faith in this storm than you do in me? Why did it take so long for you to wake me up? Why are you thinking we're going to go down? Are you waking me up just to tell me we're all going to die? Amen. Why didn't you wake me up right off the bat and say, Lord, I already saw you open the blinded eyes last week. I saw you raise someone from the dead last week. I saw you feed 5,000 with the little boy's lunch. I saw you cast out devils. I saw you heal leper. I saw you open the blind eyes and unstop the deaf ears. Oh, Lord, this storm is nothing to you. Lord, take care of it. That's why he said, where is your faith? Amen. Praise God. He said, didn't I tell you? In other words, didn't I tell you that we were going to the other side? So we're not going down. I said, we're getting in this boat, and we're going to the other side of the lake. And I took a nap. And you better believe we're going to the other side of the lake when I tell you that's what we're happening. Amen. You need to take me at my word. If I say it, you need to believe it, and that settles it. They panicked even more when they saw that Jesus was sleeping during all the chaos. And just because, folks, just because you can't see him, just because you can't feel him during your storm doesn't mean he's not there. Oh, Jesus is sleeping. That means nothing can happen. He can't heal something. He can't fix his storm. He's over there sleeping. He's out of the picture. Oh, no. God never slumbers or sleeps. He who keeps Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Amen. He will be on the job to take care of us in our storm. But we need to call on him. Call on him. Don't be bailing water and panicking and trying to handle the storm the way you think you can handle it. Amen. You're going to bail water until your tongue hangs out. Praise God. Why don't you drop the bucket and call on the name of Jesus? Why don't you get on your knees and pray until something happens? Amen. It's time for us to quit trying to figure out the storm on our own. Amen. Well, I'll just board up my windows. I'll just do this and I'll just do that. You know what? That's not going to work. You need to call on Jesus. He's the peace speaker. He will calm the storms of your life. Amen. And whether we see him or not, or whether we feel him or not, he's always there for us when we're going through a storm. Acts chapter 17, verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Thank you, Jesus. Feel after him, folks. The fog's pretty thick. The clouds are so dark, the sun can't see, you can't see nothing. It's so dark. Amen. Hey, you know what? Use your feelers. Feel after him. Amen. He's not far from any one of us. Praise God. In Acts chapter 27, we read about Apostle Paul. He had appealed to Caesar 
to hear his case because he was a Roman citizen. He had that right. Amen. And so he was being escorted to Rome, but he was a prisoner during the whole time. Amen. So he had a Roman centurion that he was chained to as he, they went through different areas and they had to sail the seas and so forth. Amen. And Paul was about to take the journey on a ship that would get caught in a deadly storm that would throw the ship badly off course and eventually tear the ship apart. Paul was a prisoner on his way to Rome. He, he, he had no choice but to get on that boat. He had no choice. It wasn't his doing to get on that boat. He didn't ask for that storm. He didn't do anything to cause the storm. Some storms come your way for other reasons. Amen. In fact, earlier in chapter 27, God showed him that that ship was going to be in bad shape if it took that journey. And he went to his, the, he talked to the centurion that was shackled to him and some of the other Roman uh, guards uh, and said, look, we, we better not get on that ship. God has shown me that we're going to be in big trouble. And, and, but the, the Roman centurions believed the captain of the ship more than Paul. So they got on that ship no matter what, no, no matter what they heard. He had no choice to get on that ship. He was shackled to a Roman centurion who brought him on board. You see, the only reason Paul was involved with this storm was because he was attached to somebody else. Sometimes we go through storms because of our attachments to others. Some attachments are not good, and we need to break them Amen. So we don't have to weather unnecessary storms. 2 Corinthians 6.14 said, Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Amen. But other attachments, they're good attachments. They're needful attachments. They're important attachments. They're attachments you want to maintain. But nonetheless, because you're attached, you'll go through storms that weren't meant for you amen family spouses friends amen you know my wife and i just celebrated our 37th wedding anniversary amen look at that beautiful picture who are those young people amen 37th wedding anniversary last thursday amen wonderful years praise god but i will tell you in those 37 years we have weathered many storms together storms of sickness financial storms storms of in the ministry storms of misunderstanding storms of disagreement i have had storms that she went through with me and they were they were storms that came my way but she went through them with me because we were attached. Amen. She has had storms that I went through with her, but I went through them with her because we were attached. Amen. And we have made it through every storm because we are attached together with a strong bond of love and a shared, unshakable trust and faith in Jesus Christ, who is the center of our marriage. Amen. You 
going to go through storm because you're just attached to people and because you love them and because you're going to be there for them. Amen. In sickness and in health. And for better or for worse. Amen. For richer or for poor. Praise God or whatever the situation. Best friends, spouses, children, relatives, whatever. We're attached and we go through the storm with them. Amen. We live it with them. We, we, we weather it with them because we're attached and we love them. Amen. But he's the Lord over every storm. There is no storm that he does not have authority and power over. There is no storm that God has ever seen that made him nervous. There is no storm that God has ever seen that made him wonder, whoa, I don't know if I can handle this one. Oh no, my God, he was was before all things and all things exist because of him. Amen. And he can change anything anytime he wants. He's sovereign. He's the Lord of all praise God and he loves us and he'll help us because no storm no storm can overthrow God Psalms 107 29 he calmed the storm and the waves grew silent the sailors rejoiced because the waves grew silent and he led them to the harbor they desired amen Praise God. God's going to get us safely to the harbor. Amen. God is going to guide us. He's going to calm. He's going he's to speak. Isaiah 25, 4. For thou hast been a refuge from the storm and a shadow from the heat. Praise God. Amen. 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 God has been a refuge from the storm and a shadow from the heat. Amen. He didn't say, I'm going to keep you from every storm because you are a Christian, because you're living for me. He just said, I'm going to be with you in every storm. I'll be with you in every storm. I'm not asleep. I'm right there on the boat with you. I'm right there in in ground zero with you. I'm right there in the situation with you. Praise God. Whatever you find yourself right now, call on him. Call on his name. Pray with faith. Live his word. And he will get you through every storm. Because he said in Nahum, the Lord has his way in the whirlwind. And he has his way in the storm. The clouds are the dust of his feet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is in charge. God will help us through every storm. Amen. Let's call on Him right now. If you find yourself in a storm, if it's been a while that you've been in this storm and you're wondering what's going to happen, amen, you are going to see the light of day. You are going to see the sunshine again. Amen. Let's call on Jesus right now. Let's call on the name of the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.